five, four, three, two, one. Sell me that car. You will sell me your car in five, four, three, two. We are live. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Sean. I'm Katie. Oh. How do you do? I was just warming up my voice. Oh, okay. And I. That's how you warm it up? I go, me, 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 me. Warm it up, Chris. I'm about to. That's all we got. Warm it up, Chris. That's what I was born to do. Gotta finish it. Oh. Oh, no. Uh, I wear Tim dots on my feet so my cipher's complete. No, S dots on my feet. S dots. So my cipher's complete. That's a little Jay Z right there. I mean, there's Jay Z, there's Katie, there's Criss Cross, and there's Chris Cross. Um, that was the warm Cent is somewhere in there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Katie. I'm Sean. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, that was two failed starts and a half. You know, sometimes we got to... We wrapped. It's like getting into double dutch. You watch it. You try. Sometimes you get hit in the face with the rope. You back up. You watch it. You try. You get in. Can you imagine double dutch championships around the world? Oh, like I, I, I don't know if they had those, but I watched... We had some girls in my school that were really good. I was a really good jump roper for a while when I was younger. You know, when you're like eight or ten, you like live for like roller skating and jump roping. I have a confession. What's your confession? I never learned how to jump rope so well you know oh really yeah i don't really have that skill i always wanted to try i've uh owned jump ropes i, ha- I have two in the closet over i have there. one that i do sometimes yeah i mean it even has the twirly thing so the rope doesn't have to actually work uh-huh it like spins within the handles you mean which i think is pretty pro and pretty they're fancy. wood grips i mean it's a nice little outfit i've, I've seen got it. Mm-hmm. sadly the rope is cotton it's so old that it's it's really just falling apart is from it? sitting in the closet Possibly. i think so it's like um old pair of uh, pants you put on in the waistband that's elastic is like and it rips and you're like oh the elastic has died only two more years left in this one <laughs> my mom wearing my old uh when we went back to washington my mom was wearing a pair of my old eddie bauer fleece pants from like high school and i got them at goodwill of all places i think randomly because we were going camping and i needed something you know and they were like cut off at the bottom i don't even know i think i paid five dollars for them but they are the best pants and my mom was so sad that the string, the string that holds the waistband had fallen, come out of its casing. Amazing. It was so old. Uh, I'm just going to freestyle on that. And she's like, these have to be thrown away. You know when the string leaves your shorts? <laughs> no, come on, Katie. Yes. No, you know, uh-huh. like it, it comes out of the waistband. Oh, out that way? <laughs> my mom's ripped out from oh. the holding. Okay. Not, not pulled out like in the dryer or the washer or something. There are certain humans that are just brilliant, and every once in a while, I'll be watching like a Shark Tank or a... Yeah, the put it back people with the plastic thingy. Yeah, put what do the they call back. themselves? The run it back people? Or the... Remix. Um... No, I don't know what they call themselves. <laughs> string back. Look out, Jay-Z, we're coming for you. I don't think he's scared at all. Yeah, you spell Sean the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Carter. Yes, 100%. Calling you out. They're probably watching Is at home. Is he A-U-N? Uh, I think it's A-W-N. Anywho, um, but that invention where, you know, you stick it into the waistband and it, stick it it's like a, a zip tie, basically. Dun, 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 see? Dun, see what I'm talking dun, about? We've got a professional uh, rapper. Stick it. <laughs> it's like the suck it. That's right. <laughs> you thought that Katie was just a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. Then she was a podcaster. Then she was a home goods He's magnet. He's S-H-A-W-N. With a, oh, man. I checked it. And now... I present Katie, the rapper. Oh, no. I'm not ready. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll keep working on it. I'm (laughs) nervous. 
kidding. Um, but no, I saw one of those. Mm. I think it was a Shark Tank where the it put the string back in if it came out. Dot com. Yeah. Which I've gotten pretty good to where I can like crumple up the fabric so much that I can get it. And then you do like an inchworm where you're like, and you move it through the fabric and then you do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of these inventions that you see on these shows, like the re-zipper or re-zip it. What is that Zip it good. You know, like when your zipper is busted, but it helps them do the find themselves which one the red vining yeah <laughs> but you know how they you have to get the teeth realigned right for a oh, zipper is that what happens? Yeah, when it pops out mm. i mean i'm no zipper person but uh i got ykk we're, on my zipper we're and... clearly not in the schmata business or whatever it's no. called how are we going to explain this to people you even knew words like hidden zipper uh what do you oh, call yeah, that in your the, pillow with the pillow it's a hidden zipper hidden yeah and i'm like you hide the zipper that's interesting well, it's just, it's not as large of a zipper. The tines or I don't know what you'd call them, but the teeth are very small. So it and they're, they're on the flat. inside. Mm-hmm. So it can lay flat. Yeah. So the world of like a seamstress is an amazing one. Well, if you've noticed in hooded, like in hoodies, which we should be getting ours from Teespring soon for our new merch, but in hoodies, the zippers are thick and big. Yeah. So they put the fabric over them. I don't know if you've noticed that looped. They've looped yeah, there's the fabric, like a. So it covers it. Kind of like a hidden pocket for the zipper, I guess. You know, it's kind of yeah, a little like thicker. A little, yeah, I do like that. So it hides it so that it doesn't scratch you. I do appreci- appreciate a, a good, a better, you know, mm-hmm. piece of uh, fabric these days. Understandable. Yes. Nothing bugs me more than when cotton pills. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the thing that I don't. That's why I'd love to in a, in a future, in a distant future, far, far away. I'd like to do cut and sew of our own products for our merch. I mean, I know we're doing it for the pillow. Like Denise is working tirelessly to make those happen. And. People are even amazed at how she even makes the pocket happen, which I still don't understand fully. <laughs> but um, it's magic. Why stop there, Katie? Why not go one step further mm-hmm. when we move? Mm-hmm. Why don't we buy you know a couple of head of sheep and then we we farmed to to pillow the uh, to pillow. you know we we <laughs> shorn to... the sheep. Is that is shorn? I think you shorn the sheep and then you 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 like have sheep. to uh, boil the boil the uh, the, wool. the wool and then from boiling it. Someone Puts assembles it. On the it. Loom? Yeah, they put it on the loom. How do you put they it on the loom? They paint the fabric. I don't know. They dye it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We have not. We have enough. a lot to learn. There's no time for that. But I would love to make our own merch because the Teespring stuff does pill. Like we, we wear our products a lot to make sure to see what we think about them. And the t-shirts do pill. But well, I- there's a difference. There's like the fun merch, which is um, like concert t-shirts you, you don't expect a concert t-shirt to last you 40 years although if you do have a vintage led zeppelin t-shirt us up. yo that's awesome <laughs> uh, i want crystal gale maybe he's got a little crystal gale t-shirt right, they ruined right. my crystal gale t-shirt if you know what movie that is from you let us know in the comments um but but yeah so i'd love to be able to do that do cut and sew where we get our own fabrics and i get to make sure it's like created in a, a you know ethical way eth- yeah exactly did from, the little sheep have from, a friend for, i want him a little sheep friend under his little hoof i think it'd be awesome if we did have a so for those of you who don't know who are new to the show we have been talking about moving for the past year we haven't found our forever home yet doesn't even have to be a forever home but our good enough for now home our good enough for now that home. we can afford we're escaping los angeles at some point Escape. and we're going to leave this apartment this wonderful apartment that served us really well we're going to leave it behind honestly be very sad to leave even though also very exciting yeah because like this is the first home we've lived in together yeah this is the where the youtube channel was created yeah and someday when yeah. we're when we're really big like like i'm talking hundreds of millions of subscribers Really? We're going to recreate this apartment inch by inch 
in our in our new studio. More like foot by foot of your building. It's only a thousand square feet. You could do this in a day. Well, yeah. But that would be in our studio. How weird would that be? This and I'm not comparing us. I picture like the Wayne's World, like and then it waves out, and all of a sudden you're back in here. Right? Wouldn't that be weird? I have by no the desire. Po- by that. the time the audience is that big, we'll probably just have to put headsets on and be a virtual. Mm-hmm. Virtual uh, reality. Jamiroquai knew it was coming. Jamiroquai is awesome. <clears throat> I'll always remember when we were in Mammoth. <laughs> so we love Mammoth Mountain, if you don't know. That's where we got engaged. That's where we used to spend a ton of time until they completely lost their minds and started charging a fucking arm and a leg. That's where, <laughs> and this is a story for another day, um... You almost died in the ski hill, uh, but we were mountain biking. So on the mountain yes, bike hill, I almost died. and your legs were really, really badly really damaged. Bruised. Yeah, we'll talk about that another hurt. time. Yeah, well, that'll be the tale for another day. But in this particular instance, when you're in Mammoth, back in the day, we didn't have Uber or Lyft. For all of you youngins, lucky you. So you had to call a taxi. And so we had taken the gondola, or no, taken the shuttle. The shuttle from our our condo that we rented it was not even through Airbnb because that didn't exist yet either. Hey, so we rented a condo and we take the shuttle, but the shuttle stops at like midnight or ten or something, and we were out at the bar at uh Lakanuki. Yeah, Laka. we went dancing. Yeah, we went dance. Well, Sean doesn't really dance, but I do. Yeah, that's I true. Love, I love to dance, dance. Anyway, so we were out dancing, drinking, having a good time, and like responsible adults, we called a ta- a taxi or a cab. And the cab comes and gets us, and it's like in this huge Tahoe. And the guy only had Jamiroquai playing. He had a lot of Jamiroquai. He, he was had like, I love CDs like, upon a, CDs. He had like, bootleg yeah. material. He was like, "Do you have? Is there a song you really want to listen to?" And blah blah blah. We're like, "Just play the hit." Well, there's lots of hits actually when it comes oh, I know. to Jamiroquai. I'm yeah. just kidding. Anyway, it was just really funny. So whenever I hear Jamiroquai, I think of that particular memory. It like blue bubbles up in my brain. Very random. Yeah, I think it was you, me, Nichols, and Joe. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the famous line was coined uh, on that trip. Uh, there are no calories in vodka. That's one of the rules in life, you know. I don't remember that. I think you guys were having vodka sodas or something. Oh, was that like and when they we were first started dating? Or glowing? No, because they glowed, and we were all excited. They glued. They they, they glued. glued? Hmm. They glowed in the black light. They were glowering. Um, how weird is it that uh, soda does not? It's not soda. It's, it's to- tonic, tonic. Has some nuclear. Yeah, it's tonic that glows. <sighs> anyway, so the, let's wrap this up because the story's getting bad now already. Um, but we were out at the bar and Joe and I had ordered vodka tonics or vodka sodas, one or the other. I don't even fucking know. I think it was tonic. And then Sean got us vodka sodas, not realizing we had vodka tonics. Not important. But Joe and I were excited that they, that they glowed in the black light. That just doesn't seem like the right word. They were glowing? They, they were had glowing. glowed? They they, it, it's like in the office when he's like, Rhodes, they didn't take Rhodes. headed, they didn't head, head heated, they didn't take <laughs> headed it up my. Hey, so let's uh, just close the story right now with. But no, but Sean with, got things that didn't glow and Joe and I were like, we're not going to drink them. <laughs> yeah. They were like, that looks like cheap. <laughs> we want our glowing black light drinks. So weird. Such assholes. We used to have energy to go out after we skiing all, or snowboarding all day. We would, now we just go to bed. Oh God. We have like lasagna. Sometimes I go to bed on the ride down in the gondola. I'm just going to close my eyes for a second, guys. And that's after having like coffee all day, I know. let alone oh. we're just not cheap. By the way, yes. if anyone from Mammoth Mountain is listening to this, mm-hmm. I just want you to know that you've been heard and we appreciate you hearing us. So Mammoth has lowered the prices of all their season passes. <gasps> now it could be pandemic induced. It could be uh, just them listening to people saying, hey guys, 
respectfully. Yeah, because I your love prices the are out of control. Well, I had saved up. I think I told you guys this. I'd saved up some gift cards from all of you lovely people. Some members of our audience had sent me gift cards over the years of just like a Visa gift card to be yes. like, thank you for like 50 bucks or 100 bucks or something. I had a bunch of them and I'd save them because I was like, oh, we're going to go to Mammoth. It was right before the pandemic hit. It was that Valentine's Day weekend before, you know, March 16th of 2020. Um, and I I had like hundreds of dollars and we still had to pay hundreds of dollars to get on the mountain because yep. it was so goddamn expensive. So what it looks like they're doing is they're making it very expensive for you to ski Oh, on a one day, a half day is expensive. A mm -hmm. full day is expensive. It's like almost 200 bucks. Yeah, it was like 190 or 179 last year yeah. for a full day, 135 for a half day. And I'm making these numbers up, but I think it's pretty much where it's at. And then now it's, uh, it's those prices. Mm -hmm. However, if you buy four days in a row, they give you a bit of a break, okay. a bit. But what they really want you to do is buy the season pass. Which we used to do. Right. And it's around like $600. Eight, but it's $8.99 now, which I think is reasonable if you were to cheaper. buy, you know. Uh, it's probably been like, what, six years since we bought a season's pass? Yeah. That's like going to, if you added it up, because mm -hmm. I was doing the gazintas. Gotta run if, your gazintas. If during the year, if I was really into music, which I am, would I well, pay $100 for, for nine concerts throughout the year? And the answer is, yes. yeah, I think I would. Except I'm not going to go to concerts because I don't want to breathe air with a bunch of people right now. I'm still uncomfortable. So outdoor, fresh air, exercise. I think that if we were here next winter, which I don't want to be, but if we were, I, I think Mammoth has finally heard people and, and hopefully they're... Just in time for us to leave. I know. Womp, womp. I know we have some viewers there though too. Cool. Well, anyways. I, but they, they're like live at the hill. They don't obviously don't control the hill like what it decides to do. This has been the financial section of the podcast. If you're new here, we do this every week. We, we talk about finances and- um, We legitimately do not. But let's get into some, we have letters. We have the letter A, we have the letter B. Today, remember, today is brought to you by the letter S. <laughs> remember that on Sesame Street? Wasn't oh. it Sesame Street? Oh, you know what? I got to make the phone rotate. I don't need it to rotate. I, I like it just straight up. Yes, but your husband's vision is failing him. Not good at vision. Not what does he say? Deer are not as good at what is what's this thing that you have on here? It's okay. a stand. Okay. Are we ready? Are we sure this is the right the right letter? We're in order. I think so. Okay. This came in March first. It says Dear Katie and Sean. Julia Gulia, that line is on the wedding singer and never been kissed is about a girl that goes back to high school undercover. Oh. Oh yeah, right. She does go undercover. And she thinks she's gonna be the cool girl this time. But she's not. I think that's how it works. There you go. Because she's like, I get another chance, but it doesn't go very well. Yeah. So this is in reference to a question from a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. uh, probably the end of uh, February, um, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. Okay. This from Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. She says, but um, but both have Drew Barrymore in them. Mm -hmm. You guys are great. I hope you um, aren't going stir crazy like me. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks, Jessica. Appreciate you writing in. Uh, yeah. Super never been helpful. kissed. Never been kissed. <laughs> Drew Barrymore is America's sweetheart. She is. Okay, she we really have a speak pipe. Should we just jump right in with one of those? Yeah, you're going to have to hold it up. Yeah. But you want to turn up the volume. Pump up the volume. Uh, okay. Turn my headphones up. And here we go. Okay, this is from Julia. Bonjour, Katie Sean. It is your Norwegian ambassador, Julia, here. And yes, I know how to speak French because I learned it at school. We learn Norwegian, English, and French or Spanish or German or whatever. My language was French. 
Anyway, I'm here to speak with a Norwegian accent so you can hear how it is. It's uh, god-awful and I really hate it, but I'm going to show you anyway. So, if uh, you come from uh, the south of Norway, uh, you will uh, most likely speak very up and down if you speak with uh, a Norwegian accent. Uh, yes, very up and down. Uh, very, very ugly in my opinion. But uh, then again, my opinion does not matter. So, but then if you move up north to where I live, you find that we speak uh, more flat, uh, more similar to the English language, I would suppose then. Um, yes, and I think uh, I prefer this over the uh, the South uh, accent. But uh, most of all, I obviously prefer to speak with a British accent or American accent or Australian accent. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of accents and I can't decide most of the time which one to speak. Anyway. I hope you got the gist of the Norwegian accent, um, and I hope you hate it, because I do. <laughs> Goodbye. That was amazing. <laughs> well, How she can swing into all those, it's it's wild. Yes. Excellent news from Norway. Uh, great to have the correspondents out there working the field and letting us know what's happening. I didn't know that there was a northern Norwegian accent. It no, makes sense. No, and that flatness. So the southern sounds like Norseman. Yeah. Yeah, like, it sounds like she'd make a good chieftain. Oh, and the art installation that we're going to put together, I'm going to need all your steel. <laughs> um, I love accents. I love all those accents. But wow, she should be an actress. She can like swing in and out so quickly. Thanks for sending that in. Julia. Uh, the Northern Norway. Uh-huh. Flat. Uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's it's a little bit more subtle. Mm-hmm. So I, I bet I, if we I, heard someone speaking with that accent, you and I would have that where we always are like, are they German? Where are they from? Are they... They look Maybe. familiar. They, you know, their style looks recognizable. It's not like there's some weird place, but where are they from? When Sean and I have the a real tough time with someone's accent, inevitably Sean will say, it's like the Baltics something. That's what you always say. <laughs> and I say, Kazakhstan I don't know. Or something, where are they from? Uh, je ne sais. Okay. So, well, thank you, Julia. We appreciate it. Thanks for writing in. And uh, do me a favor, if you're out there listening and you're enjoying the podcast, uh, introduce it to a friend. Send him an email, or um, you know, share. Want to be number one in Norway? Yeah. Oh shoot! You know what? We're number one. That brings you to a point. Mm. We went number one on the Apple uh, podcast list. I posted it on on the YouTube page. Is that Iceland. We are number one in Iceland for episode fifty-eight. We've been trying and trying and trying, and we finally made it. Yeah. <sighs> so listen, you have um, forty-eight hours. You have to uh, play every episode in 48 hours in Iceland, or we will blow up another volcano. It's, that's the way it goes. Oh, yeah. What was that volcano? I remember uh, you were stuck in France. It was like this. I was stuck in uh, Italy. Oh, Italy. Yeah. But I remember looking at the name of that volcano and thinking, I cannot pronounce that. It was, it was like so many vowels and consonants. Can you imagine if it was Wheel of Fortune and it's <laughs> it's like the final word? You're like, <laughs> Fuck, fuck, fuck. And it says, the volcano that blew up in Iceland. And you're like, hmm. I'll buy an I. Is it? Uh, I'll buy a U. I'm going to buy all the vowels. <laughs> and even then, you wouldn't get it all. No. Nope. No. Nope. And I wouldn't even know. I'm Is there sure. an umlaut? No? What okay. A, what um, about a, perf- sometimes why? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wouldn't win that Wheel of Fortune. We would not. We would lose. It's funny. 
I, yeah, if someone wants to send us a speak pipe of them pronouncing it, I would appreciate that oh. greatly. Well, listen, we really appreciate you listening in Iceland. Yes. And uh, that's kind of fun to know that we're uh, we're reaching different parts of the world. It's super cool. Yeah. Super cool. When you write in in your email, feel free to let us know where you're from. Um, also, I'm curious. That's always helpful. What your favorite accent is. What's your favorite accent? Because mm. Julia just whipped through like six real quick. Yeah. I like them all. I, I really, there's not an accent I don't like. I think it's interesting to hear people, uh, I mean, an accent in English or just their native tongue, because there's two, the sound of a native tongue versus a... What? I don't even understand what you're saying. Like if someone is speaking in their native language, the sound of oh. that or the sound of them speaking English with I don't an know. accent I from where they're from. I was just talking about accents in general, but let's say them speaking in English with the said accent, like oh. Norwegian accent, French accent, Australian. Australian might. Good day, might. Sorry, it's one of my favorite from the office. Where he's yeah. like, alligators. I like an Dinkle Eastern. Babies. <laughs> Eastern European, I think, sounds really, really interesting because typically cool. they enunciate and they use their consonants in different ways. Um, so does our family member, Carlos, who is Portuguese. The Portuguese speak English beautifully. He's, yeah, he speaks French and, very beautifully. I could actually understand more. Yeah. Because no offense to the Quebecois out there, but your French is not so enunciated. Yeah. Carlos not that my is English great. is enunciated. But Portuguese uh, is beautiful if mm -hmm. it's in South America Portuguese. or if it's in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, I always find it very pleasing to the ear. Yeah. I love a British accent. I love all accents too, just like you. But I remember as a kid, I loved British. Uh, because I An grew up in a small you? town, I was like, ooh, the British. And then I was like, Australian. Like my friend Joanna's from Australia and her accent's so beautiful. But then she is a little loud. I really like Joanna, but oh my gosh, she can. She says get Australians are real loud. And her she, volume. And if she drinks, it gets even louder. Do you remember when we were up at Mammoth when she came up and we were outside sitting in the sun? Everyone's mm -hmm. having a good time. And she let loose. Like typically, Joanna's very reserved. Mm -hmm. uh, not reserved, but she's economical. And in, in... I don't think she always was, but as she's gotten older, yeah. Yeah. And we were sitting there and she just let loose with one of those laughs that her only a cackle. woman who is just. <laughs> Yeah, relaxing can do, mm -hmm. and it was. I, I it burned my brain because it was so loud and so good time Charlie mm -hmm. or good time Jojo. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but we were sitting outside, and I was like, "That's pure." Like she's having a great time. Mm -hmm. I don't know why she that loves stands to be out. Outdoors. Mm -hmm. That's where she feels. Man, most going to herself. a ski hill. I miss her. I just texted her the other day. What Danielle, if I miss my friends, guys? What if we change the podcast to be just like we can only film at resort ski hills and stuff like that. Well, you're going to have to make a lot more money. So. I know. We just need one sponsor. Somebody want to sponsor us? Mammoth? You want to sponsor us? <laughs> we'll do it from Mammoth. Okay, let's, that's enough of us. Let's get into Valentina's letter. Are okay. you ready? Yes. It says, hello. Hello, Valentina. Hello. Thanks for reading my letters and um, empathizing with me about all my gloomy dooms. I got tears in my eyes for a moment there. Oh. The window... Has, okay, if you guys don't know, Valentina wrote, a, wrote in about a month ago, maybe three yes. weeks, that she needed a what grinds my gears moment because essentially she'd had the shittiest time. It was really hard. And the window, her skylight broke in and all sorts of shit went yeah, down. Yeah, and scam artists showed up. Took it was the a money pretty, that she needed. If you're interested in the story, it's a couple episodes back. It's in the show notes. Um, yeah, it's, you can, it's a little, it's, it's saddening. It was frustrating. But we and talked I about it as a community and I. I feel, she felt, she felt good. All right. So the window has been replaced and the people who did the replacing um, says, do you know the English word for that? I guess it'd be the construction workers or the carpenter or the, I don't know. We would just call it the Mr. Fix-It. The window dude? Yeah, that window dude. But I, I think hers know. is better and the people who did the replacing. Yeah, the replacing is a nice word. Mm -hmm. 
Very good. Window replacement specialists. Um, safe light repair. Safe light replace. <laughs> See, we could do commercials on oh, this show. 100%. Jingles. I do it. I'll jingle your jangle for the right price. That's, that's not what you, you don't want to put that out there into the world, Sean. We're going to have to make a retraction. <laughs> Sean did not know what he was saying. It's a slippery slope we haven't from. haven't even had a drink of alcohol today. No, I'm drinking water. From from YouTube to OnlyFans, it's a very slippery slope. Ooh. This is not that kind of channel. Nope. Mm -mm. I will maybe do Abort. wiki feet. Abort. At the most. Abort. I think I have nice toes. But, so. You do have nice toes. Thank you. Um, But the window has been replaced. Uh, and they said that many people experience a window breaking during this season. Probably has something to do with the temperature changing so rapidly. It could be uh, plus 10 degrees Celsius one day and then negative 2 degrees the other. That's a huge, like, whoa. Certainly. And if it's not just the temperature differential from indoors to outdoors from mm -hmm. that That's pane of glass. That's tempered glass, correct? Tem uh, yeah. Tempered glass can absorb a lot more heat. Yeah. Uh, or uh, heating and cooling, right? deal with it more. But and I'll probably get old and... It's uh, very difficult for people to do uh, glass that has like a, a curve on it. Like a if sun. It's, yeah. If it's Skylight. in. Yes. And if it's in uh, direct sunlight, it really causes some grief. And I learned that by the Cesar Pelli building, mm -hmm. um, the Sagerstrom Center for the Arts, the Henry mm -hmm. and. That big curved building. Yes, exactly. The glass is all curved. It's a massive facade. Engineering wise, it's it's difficult. So did they at, deal with glass breaking all the time? They didn't deal with gla glass breaking all the time, but they did a lot of computer modeling. So it was really advanced mm. to get this corporate building right. Interesting. In a home, I can only imagine that you know. Yeah, temperature different differentiation could cause uh, tangents. Talk an show. Explosion. Yeah. So sorry, I, I just went on a complete tangent dude. there, but bummer, dude. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, back into Valentina's letter. I had a theory for why the window broke, and I hoped, and I'm still hoping that I that it was wrong. I thought that this was karma. Don't you hate that? That reminds me of that Sex and the City when Carrie is, so she cheats on uh, Aiden with Big and Big also cheats on Natasha. So they're both in other relationships and they get together and they cheat on their people, which is horrible. And then New York she, sounds lovely. Well, then she gets caught kind of and Natasha is chasing her. She's like, cut back here. And she falls down the stairs. And then later, Carrie falls down the stairs. And she's like, it's coming. It's karma. She falls down the stairs. I fall down the stairs. Oh. You know, she's lamenting about her bad decisions in life. Um, I hate thinking that, though. I've had things like that, too, where I'm like, ugh, it's karma. Yeah. Okay, so she says, last summer, I found a huge wasp flying around in my bathroom. More context. My flat is in the attic of a 30-year-old apartment building. So the roof is right above my head. And there are things living in it. Every summer I can hear buzzing coming from the roof. Yeah, you have a big hive, right? Whenever I'm in the toilet. For example, hence the ceiling window and the stuff that I'm going to tell you next. Oh, and you have to pass the kitchen in order to enter the bathroom. I wonder what year this uh, building is. It's 30 years 30 old. 30 years old. So 2000. So it's not that old. No, 1990, I guess. 1991. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. The architecture. Um, I'd like to... It's like yeah. a ver like I was picturing Jurgen's place in Bremen, mm -hmm. but uh, maybe on top, yeah. but that's from like 1890 or something like that. But th there are people I just watched on TikTok. This woman is fascinating because she doesn't even wear any gear, but she's like a she takes the bees, so she doesn't kill them, but she put, brings a new thing and moves the queen in a little clip into it, and she's then like they a, all follow. It's really a beekeeper. Of sorts. I guess so. What would be a bee specialist? There is a word for this. Yeah, your um, friend is that. <laughs> we could jump into that story another time. Jed, the beekeeper mm -hmm. of Compton, mm -hmm. Hub City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jed. Good old Jed. Jed was awesome. What is Jed's, his, uh, what does it say on his CV? I'm curious. Do uh, you guys know? Apiary? 
I don't know. Is it apiary? I have this phone and I don't want to put into get into. Okay, my phone. Google. What's the word for beekeeping? According to Wikipedia, beekeepers are also called honey farmers, apiarists, or less commonly apiculturists, both from the Latin apis, bee, cf, apiary. No, no, thank you, Google. Okay, Google, stop. That was very helpful. Google's yeah. the best. We should bring it in closer, so it's like uh, it can. Could... I got pod nose. Oh. Um. So apiary, you were correct, but also beekeeper. I forget the other word. She said it so quick. Honey bee. Honey farmer. Honey farmer. There goes that honey farmer again. How can you tell? It's so sticky. Well, when we when we were driving up north on I five, we passed a bunch of agricultural fields. And remember, I was like, "Oh, there's more bees. Those little white boxes." I think they do that to uh, make sure that the environment is healthy. Yeah. The eco the ecology. Like, uh huh. Uh, that the plants are pollinated. Pollinated. That the birds have stuff to eat. You know, you're when Keeping you build a, a nice ecosystem. Yeah. But so the woman on uh, TikTok was crazy because again she was wearing no protective gear, and homegirl was just like opening up because this. <gasps> you follow the bee whisperer. I don't know what she's called. She's the. Uh, her name is uh, Susan Buzz Buzz. Uh, what's her last? <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> um. No, but she was like pulling up the floor of this old farmhouse. Okay. people bought it and they were like it's infested with bees and the you guys it was so crazy cool the hive was huge like when she pulled up first of all no protective gear fucking blowing my mind she pulls on the floorboards and lifts it and i'm talking probably at least a foot long of the cone kind of things that they've created i don't even know what you'd call it other than honeycomb or a hive all of these like um kind of triangular shaped Combs. Protuberances. <laughs> just Michael's so, gutting it. But cones that came off of the baseboards or the, the floorboards. And all they're doing is storing energy, mm -hmm. right? So that they can... And it ran through probably the length of this table. So like, let's say, you know, five feet or so. And she ripped it up. Anyway, so she's pulling it up and then she had to find the queen, which was crazy because she was like, you can see them fleeing and I just have to identify her. And it showed and she zoomed in. And I was like, how would you know? She does look... The queen does look a little different. She's a little bigger. And she like moves slowly and the rest of them kind of flutter around her, like to protect her, I think. It's so interesting. Bees are so interesting. Anyway. Have you ever seen a hive or not a hive, but uh, a queen on the move? I did in this video. Uh, okay. I saw it happen once in Costa Mesa. Their wings don't flutter. They were flat to her body and she was like walking along while the bees around her fluttered. This was flying. Um, oh, I so they were was... moving their, so <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. I'm sorry for interrupting this letter, but, uh, Lamar, and my myself, and Eric were out filming. Mm -hmm. We were standing outside this property. It was a commercial property. As we're filming, you heard, and it was like a hotel. Mm -hmm. You heard this this droning noise building, and we saw, yeah, and it was getting closer and louder. And we saw a lady with her kid, and they're walking into the hotel. And Eric starts yelling, "There's bees! There's bees!" And the lady <laughs> stops, and she looks at Eric, and she couldn't really understand what he was saying because. The there were bees was, it's and it like was a drone coming in. Yes. Also. And it was loud. Yeah. And so we picked up our camera gear and started like booking it to across it? the parking lot. No, to get the heck out of oh. there. Because we saw a cloud of bees. Like it was That's this crazy. dark thing. And in the center of the cloud the was darker and they were moving, moving fairly slow. But yeah. they protect know. her. It's yeah. really interesting. So this lady, you could see, mm. and she goes, There she is. And she takes this little, it looked like a hair clip. Okay. But she clipped her. 
into the clip, not to hurt her, not to pinch her, but keep her in like this little curved spot where like I would think hair would go. That's why I think it's a hair clip. Oh, okay. And there were a couple of bees that got caught into it with her, but they didn't move. They just stayed there. It was really weird. And she held it together with a rubber band and then she placed it in the box. That she was, was doing this freehand? Free hands. You guys fucking. No smoke to calm them down? She smoke first. Okay, yeah. It makes them docile. First, and then doing this. How many cigarettes do you think those bees went through? Like 50 packs. So anyway, then she puts the, the, then she, in this new box, she opens up and she goes, this is where I'm going to set her and the rest will follow. And you guys, it was like drone, because bees are, there's like drone bees. There was like, like walking into this box, like following my leader, my leader. Hi ho, and hi then ho. They were, and then she goes, and then look, this was what's so cool. So I was like, I have to follow this lady because it's fucking amazing. So then she was like, look, they're sending the signal. So the bees that are not in the, the hive know. And they were like, there was a whole row of them sitting down with their head down and their butts going up, 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 up and down, up and down, up and down. And she goes, they're, they're putting a chemical in the air wow. so that their people know that they've moved. And I was like, this is fucking nuts. And she said, so I'm going to leave it here for a couple of days so they can all return. And then she picked it up and all, and she lifted up the thing and there were none under the floor. They were all gone into her little box. Did they take the honey with them? What do they do with that when they have to dismantle it to the bees? Like I have no idea. Because they've I'll have been to working. Watch more. Yeah, I'm invested. Okay, so anyways, I'm invested also, and that is why I had to follow that woman on TikTok. And I'll find the link so you can put it in. Oh, one last note on that: uh -huh. your grandfather uh, was a apiary, and he had no, no not my grandfather, your, your great grandfather, yes. and then your grandfather was doing it with him, mm -hmm. and he hated it. Your yep. grandfather hates was like, bees. ugh. Because they would sting them, yeah. but they did it. And when I found this out, I was like, that's amazing. Your grandmother turns to me. This is years ago, four years ago. So, oh, we have some of the honey left. And that was from the 70s when they were doing it. So we got some finally. My grandma cooked it because it gets crystals in it. So you have to slowly warm it in a vat of water. Yeah. And so she cooked some for us. And we have two little quart jars of them. It's like 30 plus year old. Well, more than that. Uh, yeah, 40. Yeah, maybe 35 years old. We'll go with that for them. Or 40, yeah. Anyways, yeah. we have vintage honey, and I had to change the lid out when we got back, and it was pretty tasty. Super tasty. Yeah. If you guys don't know, honey doesn't go bad because it's, it's like not antibacterial, but kind of. I don't know the word for it, but things can't grow on it. Ant antimicrobial? Is that a word? <laughs> okay. So every summer, she can hear buzzing coming from the roof whenever she's in the toilet, okay? And she has, um, oh, and you have to pass the kitchen in order to enter the bathroom, okay? When bitten by any insects, the bitten body part gets swollen, itchy, and then painful. So naturally, I'm terrified by insects. If you remember the story about how I got my cat Pepper into the box for the vet visit, you can probably guess that I tend to take my time fighting my enemies. So the fight against the wasp lasted for some time as well. I would open the bathroom door to see where the wasp was. I was hoping to spot it on the wall and then um, exterminate it. Totally fair. Wasps are terrifying. And the wasp would come flying at me. And I was too afraid to anger it, so I decided not to play baseball with it. I had grabbed an old magazine that I was going to use as a bat. <laughs> so scared as I was, I would close the bathroom door so that the wasp couldn't reach me, and then open it again to see where it was, and then close it in the wasp's face, and then open it again. The battle was intense. Oh, yeah. I am on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I was sweating. My hands and legs were shaking, and I could hear my heart going ding, 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 pop, 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 pop. I had no spray against the wasp-like predators, so even with the magazine in my hands, I felt helpless. Insert soundtrack. When I finally got the courage to let the wasp out of the bathroom with intention to wait for it to land somewhere and then whack the hell out of it, 
the damn thing flew toward the now replaced window. Oh no. So I pressed the mag- mag- blah, 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 blah. so I pressed the magazine up against it. Oh. And so the magazine was the last thing the wasp ever saw. It was a magazine about cooking, just in case someone was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> when I removed the magazine, the wasp belly was still moving. Oh god, that pulsing. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um so I decided to let it uh, to let it sit there, jam between the glass and the window frame. I never uh, got it out, so it just sat there until the window broke. I know this sounds bad, but damn it, those things scare me even when they're dead. <laughs> well, they can still sting you when they're dead. As a kid, I was taught that. What? If Yeah, they still have a stinger attached. They can still technically sting you. Oh, jeez. I didn't even think about that. Jeez Louise, nobody told you. My mom was like, don't touch it. It could sting you. So do you think the window might have been broken because of the wasps, she wonders? Oh, karma. Mm. I don't think so much Did karma. Did that wasp put some bad... Bad juju? Yeah. It's got the bad juju. It's like the last thing as was being, damn her, He's got, cursed her all to heck. It creates a little, a little <laughs> stick figure of you, pokes you with, pokes it with the needles or with whatever. His, his the, little. Yeah. I don't know. Sting. His little stinger. Yeah. I don't know. Very, it could, could it had a little, what are those things called? The dolls? The voodoo, the voodoo uh, doll. doll? No. A voodoo doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yes. Maybe. You guys correct us. But I think it might have been the fact that the window got hot and cold. And you smash something against it. Did it break upon it. her doing that? No. no but it broke I don't, later. So I she's don't like, think maybe that, that caused it. No. Not unless she really thumped it and like made the window set funny in its pain. Yeah. Or the I think window you're went. Fine. Blah, I don't blah, think blah, it was you. You know when you hit it and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. How does that go, Katie? Blah, 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 blah. I was thinking of like our old ass windows. Oh, yeah. I could put a fly swatter right through those. They're so flimsy. Like <laughs> tissue paper. <laughs> what, do you want to break into our house? Okay. I <laughs> can't stop you. <laughs> Okay. Also, back to the letter. Also, thanks for the kind comment about my name. As a child, I hated it, but now I'm mostly neutral about it. I love that name. Valentina. So pretty. Yeah. I would love to write. You know, I was one of those kids. Was anybody else one of these kids where you like, I don't know if dudes do this as much as girls do, but like, I love to write my name and I always loved my letter K. I did not like the letter M as much for my last name. But V would be so fun. Valentina. And I would put a little heart above the, for the I to dot the Really? I, like I did on Katie. Pew! And I used to practice writing the A differently. So like you could do the loop with a tail or you could do like a top tail and then a, a butt, like a belly of it, you know? Does that make sense? Yep. Does that make sense? Okay. So yes, beautiful name, Valentina. Okay. Um, my parents told me that when it came to picking my name, they got into a heated argument and decided to take some time off and calm down. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. It's intense. My mom uh, wanted me to be Karina, a.k.a. Karen, but my grandma hated the name. Probably so did my dad. Dad's form of self-soothing must have been reading at the time because he went to read a paper and found an article about Valentina Tereshkova, who was the Soviet superwoman who went to space. So dad said he was putting his foot down and the baby is as of today valentina and as of that day my nickname at home was you guessed it tereshkova (laughs) it's a a good nickname Mm -hmm. i don't remember if a topic of how people got their names has been discussed on otgm yet but if it hasn't i believe that an interesting stories could be collected Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. buzz valentina (laughs) i think that could be cool because that's a well-written letter it's a very well-written letter Hmm. um I think that could be kind of fun to learn about people's names and where they came from. Not everyone has an interesting story, but some people do. Yep. I was named any... after a cartoon character. 
that my mom liked. <sighs> and the fact that my grandma Pearl, so my great grandma Pearl, who was the milliner who made hats and came across through Missouri. On a wagon, no less. Yes. In like, I don't even know, because she died when... She it was died. pretty much Little House on the Prairie from what I've gathered in my she, notes. In my head, it is Little House on the Prairie. She died when I, she was 91 and I was 11, so I don't know what, you know, that would mean it was... If I was 11, it would oh, be 1994, not... so she was born like early, nine, like, uh, 1900-something. Right, no, okay, so it's not Little House on the Prairie, but... Close. Yeah, her um, grandparents would have been that age, yeah. or... Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, interesting. Like my grandma Bacon, who would hide from the hobos because she fed the hobos. And I told this story. My mom and her yeah, hide yeah. under the bed. That would have been the one that came across. <sighs> Anyways, so what was I getting at with this? Little house <laughs> on the prairie and my grandma Pearl. I, Run it back. I don't know. I, I lost it. That's all right. You want to jump into the next letter? No. Oh, all right. Oh, names. Oh, yes. And so the reason for Grandma Pearl conversation is that her neighbor's name was Katie. Yep. And she was an older woman. And my mom thought Katie was cute for a kid. And she also wanted to be a cute name as an adult. And she thought Katie was a very nice woman. And that was a pretty name. So that's how my name came to be Katie. I think that's wonderful. And then it shortened. And I've told this story before, I believe. So my brother's name is Nicholas. Now, Nicholas is a long ass name as a little kid to write out. And the first thing you learn to write is your name and he probably had a tough time, like Valentina. She might have had a tough time. It's the first thing you write. And fuck, that's a lot of letters. Like your sister, Kimberly. It's a lot of fucking letters. And so my mom felt bad. And so that's why my name was K-A-T-I, no E. And it's not short for Catherine, so I don't have to learn that shit either. Sensible. So maybe they gave you a jump start while every other kid was stumbling over the letters of like their name. Like Sean, S-E-A, and short. Right. And point. then, boom, you're off to the races with the next task. What am I going to do? penmanship is terrible. I didn't have to practice enough. Right. But maybe you were really advanced, started building with blocks faster than the other kids. Maybe. Then you're on to the next task. What is that, you may ask? I think that's when you tie your shoelaces. But I'm left-handed, so my dad had to teach me. Dang Left-handed, too. It's tricky. No, you tie your shoes before you learn how to write, I I think think so. Maybe it's around the same time. I don't remember. Okay. If you're a toddler and you're listening, write in and let us know. (laughs) 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 I just imagined, like, getting letters in the mail of horrible penmanship, like... Dear, you know, with the big, the, the paper that has like the three really spaced out lines. Yeah, the so you dot, can, the dotted yeah, one in the so middle. so you can like put your letters to the line. I remember I'd get in trouble all the time because I have bad penmanship. Even as a child, I never had good penmanship and I'm left-handed. So best of luck to you. But I always get in trouble for not touching the line. Like you have to go up and touch the line and mine would be just shy of it. And they'd be oh. like, the line, it'd be red circle, red circle. Right. Yeah. I think I need those lessons now. Maybe my handwriting is so bad. Maybe get you into a penmanship class. Mm, that seems a little harsh, but maybe if we could just have me using that type of paper that's dotted. And... <laughs> I'll buy you like the, the little kindergartner's starter It's time pack. for a refresher. When I come out of COVID, I want people to say, that guy has awesome penmanship. And you know what I'm going to tell them? Mm-hmm. I learned during From the pandemic. Book. Oh, yeah, from a book, too. I learned it from a book. No, but YouTube videos on penmanship. David Redacted is doing that. Isn't it David Redacted yeah. who's doing the writing? Left-handed. Yeah, a left hand. He's learning just like that. The penmanship <sighs> club of OTDM grows. Da-da-da. Yes. Well, then we're going to have to have people start sending in real letters, which takes a while because the USPS is slow as fuck. Mm. Not, not reliable. We've had pillows, so many pillows just lost. That was kind of a bummer. I'm we sad. learned. They're uh, sitting somewhere. Yeah. Somebody's done something with it. We them. also heard from our accountant that a bunch of her paperwork, not ours, mm-hmm. but that she had sent out registered 
was not showing up. What? Yeah. So she's she was kind of having. If our a little... postman shows up, or in his truck, I see a fluffy pillow. I'm gonna lose my mind. It'd be like a Seinfeld episode. You look out, <laughs> and he's got it at the small like, of his back. Yeah, the little travel. Or he's driving. And he's like, got his hands in it because he's kind of cool. Newman. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry. Okay. Ready to move on to the next letter? Yeah, I think we're ready. This is entitled Bike Story. I'm already excited. Also, All right. this person has a great name. So if you don't know um, what we're doing mm-hmm. more regularly is we're asking for you to um, submit underneath a certain topic. Mm-hmm. Usually it's a topic that is But we're always up. behind on our topics. Yeah. And so this bike is a bike story. We asked for bike stories. This is, so it says, Sean and Katie, what's up? What's up? <laughs> what did you just do? It was, it's how it's supposed to be read. Oh, what's up? Like Michael Scott. <laughs> my name is Kai. What a hey, great Kai. name. That's a great name. Yeah, we have an Uncle Kai and my friend Joanna has a, a baby boy Kai. Yeah, such a beautiful it's pretty name. cool. I mean, you get that name, mm-hmm. chances are you're a cool kid for pretty life. Pretty cool. You'll be like 90 and your friends be like, what's up? <laughs> okay. I'm in Virginia, all the way across the land. Hello. Howdy. Hello. Howdy do. I have a bike story for you all. I was around 10 and my family and I had to make a dump run. <gasps> I used to love to go to the dump. I know that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even have to write the joke. <laughs> you still love a good dump. Not a good dump. To go to the dump. Oh. Remember when we were watching that, um, what's the three guys that test drive all the cars? Oh, yeah. Gear something? Top Gear. Top Gear. Three British dudes who have horrible attitudes and they're hilarious. And they were test driving. Oh, you just spilled water all over yourself. That's okay. They were test driving minivans. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to do what all the people do. We're going to go caravanning, caravanning. And then we're just going to get rid of a bunch of our shit. So they like packed up the van full of all sorts of garbage and went and took it to the dump. And yep. they're like, this is what people who have kids and they drive a minivan do on the weekend. So they clean their house and they go to the dump. Remember? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson is so uh, pithy. Yeah. And he, he's really funny because of it. I know it got him in trouble at the end of the show oh, and that's why they lost the show. I think people show. are just too fucking sensitive these days. No, apparently he really teed off on on the production uh, on the crew oh, members mean of the, to the producer. crew. Yeah. never be mean to the crew they're he, working just as hard as you are yeah and it was like an executive from the show that he was ruthless with Ooh, and no, so it didn't not, end well that but doesn't look that doesn't look good i just meant so many good episodes and and, does, and, yeah like on the show you're like get over it just don't watch it if you don't like yeah it. okay he was kind of like an anthony bourdain in a lot of ways it's okay. a bigger british version yeah yeah because bourdain gave no fucks either yep okay okay so and uh so they go to the dump when we get to the dump and I see this guy with a bike in his trailer, he was going to throw it away. No. It was a Diamondback Viper. Ooh, what? Why would you the throw? The plot thickens. We should go to the dump. People are throwing hey, that stuff away. I know. Diamondbacks were my favorite bike to ride when I would race and jump. <gasps> Just like you, Sean. Ah, we have a fellow BMXer. Well, I get this bike and I fix it up. New cables and pads and a new chain. What a time. Awesome. Once it was ready. Uh. Once it was ready to ride, I went out to the track my neighbor built. He made this new ramp, a dirt ramp, about five foot high with a landing ramp just 15 to 20 feet away. Good distance. Uh, yeah. Good distance. You had to fly you with the greatest speed. speeds. Mm-hmm. You had to speed hey. down this hill to get enough speed to clear it. Well, this is where it gets a bit messy. What were you going to say? Oh, no. I'm, I'm oh, now we're loving this story. Okay. Yeah. It's my turn. I speed down this hill and take off. I'm in the air. I am flying. 
as I was approaching this landing ramp, I noticed I wasn't going fast enough. Oh no, I clipped the landing and my body went barreling to the chain fence that was another 30 foot in front of me. Ouch. <coughs> I hit that chain fence so hard I bent it. Oops. Once I gathered myself up and walked to the street so I can sit and just watch the rest of my neighborhood kids jump off the side of the ramp once they saw me fly. I somehow walked away with only a scratch, no broken bones, and a good thing I had a helmet on. Lesson learned, kids. Wear your helmet. That is a great lesson. But this is where it gets interesting. Are you ready? Yes. It was already interesting, but increasing in interest. But now, 16 years later, I can still feel it when it's cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so true. That's Mother Nature reminding you, don't ever get on a BMX bike to fly through the air with the greatest of ease. I remember thinking it was so weird that my grandma Pearl... Those days have sailed. I know. So my great-grandma Pearl <laughs> was like 80 years older than me. And she would always say, her. first of all, her house was like so warm. But yeah. Nick and I were always cold, so we were stoked to be in that hot box. But she would always say, if it gets too cold, oh, my knees hurt or her shoulder. Like For sure. Complain that certain things. And I remember thinking, what? You know, you're a kid. You're like, nothing hurts. I'm invincible. And now at 37, I'm like, oh, yeah, my knees ache a little bit. And like that, that chicken wing in my back that I hurt when I was like 26 has yeah. not gone away. That's why I have mixed feelings about hockey for kids. Mm -hmm. um, or football for that football, matter. Football, contact sports. Yeah. You, you compile these injuries. And you may not feel them now, kids. But they're coming for you. Man, oh man. Let me tell you, nothing hurts more than turning 40 except turning 50 and so on. So, you know what I mean? Like yeah. your body just progressively, although you can rehab your body and that's. And there are more technologies now for that. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's We're living in an amazing time. The and science behind it. I didn't break it. any bones as a kid. Like he even said, I you know walked away with just a scratch. How oh, to be young and pliable again. Right. You know? But you still feel it. So yeah. something happened. And that's the thing is like. My knees, my, my ankles pop, your knees pop. And like, it's the injuries that I've sustained as I've gotten older through like yoga or us mountain biking or things in like my 20s and 30s now, I feel more than like my childhood injuries, but those are still there. Yeah. You know, like I messed up my knees a lot. Like, you know, they, they, yeah, you've got some good scars. Yeah. I was a rough and tumble kid. Apparently. What are you going to do? Okay, it says, hope you enjoyed my story and you both are awesome. Keep up the great podcast. I listen every week religiously. Ah. Have a wonderful week. Kai. Thanks, hey, Kai. Kai. Thank you very much for writing in. Excellent letter. Excellent story. Mm -hmm. Love knowing that other people are riding bikes out there. I think yeah. that bike riding should never go out of style in your life. Um, it, it has for me and I shouldn't have let it go because mm -hmm. I'm really missing it. And whether that's just a simple leisurely ride whether yeah. that's uh, a mountain bike or even electric bicycle or whatever, like yeah. it's such an interesting world and you smell like the air, uh, you feel the temperature difference, but yet you're moving through it a lot quicker than just walking around. I just, yeah, I just enjoy, it's funny. I don't even think of the smells or anything like that. For me, I just, I remember as a kid, like the climb up a hill on a bike is horrible and treacherous and you're like, oh. But boy, does it get like, you in hey, shape. Hey, 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 and you make your way. But then when you come down the hill, it, it's like that feeling is fucking amazing. Like I would put my hands off the handlebars and be like, oh, I would just soak it up. And, and I you love get some that. mastery of a bicycle and you're yeah. feeling like one with physics, you know, because yeah. you basically you, once you get the hang of riding a bicycle, you, you start trusting in what the bike can do. And you in, it's like having another set of legs you, or something. It's I did so not weird. think of it like that. But you taught me that when we started because I mountain biked as a kid. But not like we did mountain biking, just right. for clarity. I know I've already probably told you this, but it was like muddy because it's always muddy in Washington. When is it not muddy? Um, and my friends like Spencer 
and I would go out like in the back or even Nick and I would go bike riding a lot. Yeah. We'd go through these trees and most of the riding was actually just not hitting a tree. Yeah. You were like following the skinny little path and you're like ducking branches. Washington state, you say? That's odd. <laughs> a lot of trees? Huh. Oh, a lot of trees. And our, we never went on like actual mountain biking trails. It was okay. more like we cut our own through the essentially probably there's now homes i would assume where we used to mountain bike because those hills are pretty developed kids are really interesting and um you always find trail systems or you used to i don't mm -hmm. know i haven't traipsed around public lands recently yeah. but when we were kids man we had a trail system everywhere you went through like woods oh we'd always whether it was terracotta yeah, yeah there my was... mom wouldn't let us walk on the road so you have to cut through yeah and you cut yeah. through little forests sometimes gullies with mm -hmm. water you know mm -hmm. um kids are adventurers yeah i used to love being out in that so we it's used like to a do... stephen king novel when he when he writes about 1960s america and like Maybe. kids and like it Ooh, yeah. let's not talk about that that's creepy i hate scary films but anyway so we would go we would go on those paths yeah and that was kind of mountain biking for me so when we got together and you were like want to go mountain biking i was like yeah of course never done it in california but i can if i can dodge some trees i'm sure i can handle a little thing and i was fine but i definitely did bruise up and you know, but I love, I love a bike. And Mountain biking is really a great sport. Cross country. I can get one when we're in Austin and we can do it more. For sure. The trail systems look beautiful. I've been looking and, and kind of mapping not it out. as populated here because it's, it scares me because I don't want to like kill someone's dog on accident. LA is not a good through. place to ride. I there's find. too many fucking people. Yeah. There's people everywhere. Sometimes you come around the corner, there's horses, there's people yeah. walking their dogs, there's too families pushing baby carriages. And nobody reads the thing where it's like bikes only or horses only. Fuckers are out there just doing their thing. They're like, yeah. me, me, me. I want to go. I'm going to go here. Or I didn't read. I'm just on my phone. It's just a lot of people in yeah. a small area. And so they take advantage of the park systems. It's just a little too crowded. Mm -hmm. Wish they had adult hours only, you know, like, uh, all right. Well, a lot of those are adults. They're just, yeah. Like maybe you have to take a test to get access. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving on. <gasps> are you ready? I'm I, like, ready. I like to read ahead and find out who this is and then I get excited. Okay. Because I don't know if people have the same names. So the, the subject line is, hey ya, which I read as, hey ya, oh, oh. Okay. So anyway. Shake it, <clears throat> shake it. Shake it, uh oh. Shake it like, like a, a Polaroid, Polaroid picture. This is from what formerly was known of as Travel, Travel, Travel Jeremy, but now it's Art, Art, Art. Ah, yes. Jeremy. Art, Art, Art. Art, Art, Art. Greetings, Katie and Sean and the OTDM community. I hope this email finds you all well. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet, as I am sure you've got lots of letters to get through. I was relieved to hear you guys had a safe trip. Even down here, we've been seeing the footage on the news of your crazy weather. Oh, wow. It, it made it across the world. All the way across the pond. Huh. Um, no, Jeremy's in Australia. So I know, but a pond is still a pond nonetheless. I think they the... call the Atlantic the pond. And like you don't that's... call the other one the pond? Pacific is not a pond? It's a bigger pond. Oh, so around the world is what you call that? Around the world and I, 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 I don't know what to call it, but uh, yeah, it's something like that. What do you guys call it? You what is the know? Pacific? The big? The big pond? The big P? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would not have passed. Um, somebody would have said that and then a person would have laughed just like me. And they'd be like, we can't do that. <laughs> What's that ocean called? Oh, that's the, that's the big P? And uh, mm, that one over there is the big A? <laughs> uh, Steve, that's not a good name and we're not going to use it. Okay. So they've been hearing about our crazy weather. In fact, I saw a report about sea turtles, which had to be rescued off the coast of Texas from freezing to death. What? <gasps> wow. It's so shocking. They weren't even ready for it. Because usually oh. animals kind of know where they get a sense. But, you know, the storm swooped in and they didn't know. 
bunch of turtles got out of the water because it was a little too cold with their oh. their ten gallon hats on and, and they were like howdy and they're like get away you're gonna die they were apparently released into the Gulf of Mexico okay anywho I said this would be a short one I have attached another drawing oh I added in the drawing but drawing they say that a picture is worth a thousand words <laughs> so I think um. Perhaps this is why so many members of the community are sharing their art. I think it's great. My drawing is of someone famous. If you can guess who it is, you'll get a gold star. Uh, a Balfour's frog cake and go straight to the head of your class. Who do we think this is? I'm going to say Jennifer Garner. I think I'll zoom in. <laughs> it's a beautiful drawing. I say Jennifer Garner or maybe Penelope Cruz, but I don't think the body type is right for her. But maybe I'm so I, I don't even know celebrities when I see them these days. So it could be mm. someone who's newer. I doubt. Okay. I'm going to go. Megan with Fox. No, no. I don't know what she looks or maybe. like. Maybe she has dark hair, but okay. I don't know. Jeremy, did we pass? Did we fail? <laughs> also, people let us know in the comments. Who do you think it is? Are we wrong? Are we wrong? All right. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll have you. to, we'll have to wait to hear back from who it is. It's yours truly. www.travel.travel.artartart.jeremy.com. <laughs> Creed Thoughts. www.creedthoughts.org. www.creedthoughts. Even, even for the internet, Creed's thoughts were a little... Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. We have a speak pipe. Thanks for writing in, Jeremy. Always good to hear from you. Okay. We have from David. Oh, also, your artwork is amazing. That was... Yeah. That was a amazing. You're so beautiful. talented. Uh, uh, what style is that? How did you draw that? Looks if like you sketch art. Kind yeah. Of, right? If you send in your artwork, uh, let us know what the medium is and um oh are we one of those people like where you're reading in a museum because you're bored as fuck and it's like uh you know pencil on canvas charcoal on charcoal uh, on a, we don't need that information 90 point uh, I, I pencil on a, i'm gonna make a retraction for sean's sake that we don't need that information oh i think it's interesting if oh, it's acrylic know? or you know maybe you on, on paper i said so fancy <laughs> mocked by my own wife he pressed on or mocked by his own wife he I'm pressed on <laughs> Okay, we have a speak pipe from David. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, we got to do the thing. I got to turn up, pump up the volume, pump up. Oh, I, I did a screen grab instead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's the play button. Just I know, to... I just turned the volume. Oh. And then I accidentally took a screen grab because I was pump up the volume. Documenting the situation. Okay, David. Hello, my name is uh, David. And I live in uh, Gothenburg, on the west coast of Sweden. Oh, I don't know if you can hear it in my accent exactly, because I uh, I moved around quite a lot. Felix is from there, I think. But uh, yeah, this is how a how a Swedish person can sound. I love it. Excellent accent. Thank you. Beautiful. Well, thank you. I thank appreciate you, you sending it. Uh, this is a little segment we're doing where we've asked uh, people, and if you want to, you can send in uh, where you're from and the sound of your accent. I yeah. think it's wonderful. We have another speak pipe. Well, uh, excellent. Speak pipe Let's do it. Let's go for it. This is from Russ, and I am already excited. Okay, here we go. Hi, Katie. Uh, my name is Russ from uh, Port Jeff, Port Jefferson, Long Island, New York. Um, I love your podcast, and uh, it's great to see Sean on camera. I've never seen him 
on camera before. Um, so uh, lots of fun. It's great. Um, to cut to the chase, I was looking up uh, videos on projection on your YouTube channel and wasn't able to find any. Um, I know you always say just type it into YouTube and chances are I've done a video on it. And um, usually that is the case, I find. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to, um, you know. Okay. Thanks, Russ. Projection. I haven't done it. Well. I was caught. You going to tee it up? I will do it. All right. There you go, Russ. Russ. Thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Also, we a heard long, a little I, bit of that Long Island a accent. Long Island accent. I love, I love it. I love it. Except it's exceptional. It's a unique one in the United States. If you're uh, not familiar with all the different accents, it's a little New York, but it's also not. Yep, yeah. it's great. It's uh, funny. Um, I had a family from Merrick take me in uh, when I was in film school for a short period of time. Uh, so I lived on Long Island, and that long was wonderful. Island. Also, uh, we had a family business where the machinery was originally designed in Amityville, Long Island. Uh -huh. Long Island. I know you say Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was amazing to go. And I thought it was an island. I had no idea it was a peninsula. A peninsula, yeah. So anyways, uh, and then I went out to Riverhead, mm -hmm. which is way out there mm -hmm. towards the end of Long Island. And Long I thought it was Island. wonderful. Got a lot of good in there, yeah. Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's wonderful. I thought the people were wonderful. Bonnie has a place out there as well. Mm -hmm. um, East Hamptons. Yeah, also Pat is from Long Island. Pat Graziosi, another yeah. wonderful Long Islander. Long Islander. Um, and it's funny because I hear the accents sometimes. So we, ha we have people from there and it'll come out every now and again. I'm like, oh yeah, they're from Long Island or they're from New York. And it's funny because like JL, my literary agent and our good friend, she's like born and raised in Manhattan, you guys, like New York to the bone. And also um, my friend Catherine, who was on the videos, who did the speech, she does speech therapy. She's a speech therapist. And I follow them both on Instagram yeah. and they don't talk to camera that often. But when they do, I'm like, oh my God, you're so New York. You know, it just like comes through. And it's funny because JL is Manhattan, which is his own flavor. The same with even Ariel Charnas, who I follow. She's from New York, born and raised. I want to say she was born and raised in Long Island. Okay. She's been in Manhattan for like 20 years, let's say, because she, since she's an adult. <clears throat> and so she sounds more like JL, where they're very New York. And Long Island or like upstate has a different sound oh, to it. Oh, completely. And it's just funny because Catherine's more of that. Like she's not like strictly Manhattan. Right. She's more like, a, I don't know if it's Long Island or upstate, but yeah, it's just a different sound. It's, yeah. I love accents. It's fantastic. Even within and the States, we have a ton of them. You know what's cool about New York? I mean, New York is so cool that it's been documented so much. And it was such a beacon for artists mm -hmm. for a very long time. It still is, I'm sure. But, you know, there was a magical time in the United States when artists were just doing great. And yeah. it's really well documented. The 60s, the 50s, uh, I mean, the 40s, uh, the 70s, the 80s. It's all... You know, film, music, um, painting, uh, all these art colonies that exist. Even New York in LA, was amazing. We have a ton of art colonies. Too, it made it yeah. so special, you know? It's and super cool. I know other cities around the world have this, but I haven't had a chance to explore them as much as New York. What a fantastic place. It also has some, you know. Oh, there's always good with the bad yep. or bad with the good, I guess. But I, I hope say. that these city centers do recover uh, after COVID. I hope that people I go back and. Because we thrive like these little honeybees yeah. you're talking about, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that... They've moved our queen and we're lost. Somebody send the signal. Really? It's out in New Jersey? I don't know if I want to go. I'm not it's, sure. it's a little far. 
New Jersey. Taxes. New Jersey. Taxes are high. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's really interesting. And I think uh, I, I love the different accents throughout the states. Like even, for instance, our realtor. So we have like two people we work with in Austin and one's from Mississippi and one's from Texas. And their accents are very different. And yeah. I love that. It's just fun. The United States is so big that mm-hmm. every little nook and cranny has a different accent. Yeah. And then you have the 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 people like different class accents layered onto that. Do you think in California we have an accent? I don't know. Um let us know. Also, we were not originally from here, but I've lived here since 2002, so arguably. I thought I sounded like a Californian. Oh, I, no, you do not. You're it, Canadian. Exactly, but I thought before moving here, I thought that television sounded, you know, similar to myself. And when I got to California, <laughs> I was like Oh, it sounds so different. It was because you are now uh, submerged, not submerged, but you were in the culture uh-huh. of Los immersed. Angeles. Yeah, immersed in the culture. Thanks. And, you know, you come to realize, oh, my God, I sound so different. But just watching television, I used to think, oh, American TV didn't sound like Americans. It was just this nondescript accent. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's a term for it. Well, but I, I think it's I, that. So what you're talking about, I think, might be different in that whatever we hear on TV and the people yeah. who speak on television kind of don't tend to have strong accents they're told to like lose them like a lot of people learn to lose them especially when it comes to like news and media and stuff like that so i I think in a lot of ways most people don't have much of an accent unless some people work really hard to lose it uh because they're embarrassed of it oh yeah one of my friends elise uh moved over from london to i actually don't even know now she lives in california but she got teased at school and so she forced herself to lose it. And I was so sad. So I was like, what a beautiful accent. Because her mom still has it, obviously. Yeah. But, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. But um, but yeah, with, throughout the States, I feel like we have a ton of accents in general. And, and it's it, fun. You're like, where are really they fun. from? Are they Hoosiers? Well, Is you, that a Hoosier I, I'm hearing? Who, can, Hoosier hears a who? Hoosier. Hoosier. Who's there? Um, but Canadians, you guys have very strong accents, but but it's so... It's just like New Yorkers. I would I would compare it to that where it's like it's English and it's understandable and it's clear. But you, I definitely know where you guys are from. So we stumbled on a channel uh, <laughs> yesterday, and it's these guys portaging across the Canadian Shield. They're entering James Bay. Mm-hmm. They're way up north, and they're living the life that I would love to. So I'm watching vicariously. Yes, yeah, so we were them. watching last night, and it was funny. <laughs> and Katie turns to me and she goes, "Hey, uh." The accent, I don't even know where they're from. I'm guessing from Ontario, but they could have been from elsewhere. But it was a strange accent. It was a pretty thick one. I was like, where are they? So I, I am curious where they're from. What is this? They might even be just from Toronto. I don't know. I've been gone for a long time, you know, like. But Sean was, we just giggled because he's like, I don't know. And their accent was so intense. Yeah, but they were exceptional. The show is great. From what we can tell. They're picking like one adventure and then they're, they break it up and release it in yeah, many it was, episodes. It was clearly done in the summertime. Excellent little film. Uh, the episode that we now, saw though, yeah. looked wonderful. Great camera work. They're adventuring through the Canadian North and they go into James Bay or mm-hmm. that's where they're heading. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to paddle, I think, across open water and they're it in canoes. Like, yeah, it, it, that's what it sounded like. I think they only have one canoe, right? One canoe, two canoe, three canoe, four. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it was their accent was very... But even to that end, like... Uh, your cousin PJ has a very distinct accent as opposed to your sister whose accent is distinct but different. Yeah. And not to mention, like, when I go home, I do notice people say bag differently. 
like bag magazine. Thing. Yeah, the Washingtonian accent is is subtle, but there, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Everybody has accents. So, anyways, I think the accent. I think they fun. should be celebrated, they cataloged, should. and, uh, and celebrated. celebrated. Mm-hmm. Should we move into the next letter? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we talk a lot about nothing, don't we? We do. I find it very fun. Yeah, I think free, they do too. Free your mind, and the bees will follow. <laughs> I think the bees will follow. Is that how the song goes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, just so you know, it's one ten right now. We have to get Katie out of here by one forty-five. Or we have about half hour. Half hour. Okay. So today's episode will be a little shorter. Um, Not by much. I'll try and keep it down. And, keep it uh, down. Keep it down. Out there. Simmer down now. Simmer down now. Okay. I don't know how um, I say this name. I assume. Oh, Lynn. Okay. Says hey. I don't have anything to say about cola since I don't really like it. Same. Or motorbikes, except that I was in an accident and fell off one, which oh. probably hurt, but I wouldn't remember since I hit my head in, a, in the crash barrier. A smiley face. Oh my God. Holy fuck. But what I can do is tell you a very funny thing I know that can be put under the headline Norwegian language. Uh, we have Lynn, another person from Norway. Lynn, you can't just gloss over falling off a motorcycle and just... <laughs> And we need details. Your head into the barrier. <laughs> I forgot what happened, but uh... she doesn't know, so she can't tell us. <gasps> you almost just dumped your water. I'm, I'm on edge with this story. I'm going to push that over a little Let's bit. Move it out a little. But way. my goodness, my goodness says okay. Good opener, Lynn. Good opener. Very funny thing that can put under the headline Norwegian language, or actually, I don't know which headline it should be under. We'll see. And I am sorry to Julia for borrowing her spotlight now that she has become an ambassador. Well, are you a Southern Norwegian? Maybe. Maybe. You could be the Lynn. chieftain from the south. The chieftain. You can tell That's all us I know how to say how, uh, the heart installation. That's all we know is just things from Norsemen. We can go. Um, okay. Anyways, let's stop because we'll stop while we're behind. And we're going to lose our Norwegian They're going to just run away. We'll like, be number 5,000 in Norway. The first time you made the joke, it was kind of funny. The but, second time I found it offensive and unsubscribed. And the hundredth time, I just wanted to punch you in the throat. But I wanted, what I wanted to say was that once a friend of mine told me that the name of a guy in her class was Tong Besh. Hmm. I have no idea how you're supposed to write it, but the thing is that he was from somewhere in Asia, according to her. And when you say that out loud in Norwegian, <laughs> it reminds me of... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make you guys wait for it. So what's the show uh, Lo- Lillehammer? Yeah. We talked about that, how there's a show Lillehammer and his... He meets, he's from New York. He's a gangster and he gets in witness protection. He wants to go Lillehammer. It's so good. And he marries a Norwegian woman and they have twins, a boy and a girl. And she wants to call them Asfart and Asfine or something. And he's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> you realize in my language, that means big old fart from your butt. And, you know, and she's like, that's just like John and Judy or something. <laughs> okay. So keep that in mind because Tong Besh. When you say that out loud in Norwegian, it means heavy poop. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that poor kid. Uh, Mrs. Johnson, we have another student for your classroom. Um, come on inside, son. We'll introduce you to the class. Heavy poop. Everyone, <laughs> tell, tell everyone what your name is. Tongvesh? My name's Heavy <laughs> Poop. <laughs> it's Heavy Poop. <laughs> it says, I never heard anything more about it afterward. But I spent some time imagining the teachers who had to read his name out loud for the class. <laughs> like oh, when they're checking that everyone kid. is there, and especially for the first time in the beginning of the year. Ah. 
So I guess that checking what your name means in the language they speak in the country you move to is pretty clever because apparently it's possible to be very unlucky. 100%. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you hope. I mean, I thought it was bad enough. So Heavy poop. Oh, man, that kid got tormented, I'm he sure. He had to, had to. Hmm. Hopefully he was cool and just played it off. He's like, ah. Play cool, play cool. Yeah. He's like, I'm the heavy pee up in here. <laughs> up in here? And he becomes a rapper. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Heavy pee. It's a good nickname. <laughs> also, there, um, there's this guy in Norway. I think he's a race car driver, and he's often on TV being interviewed by people who do not speak Norwegian. And the thing is, he mixes Norwegian and English together and makes some kind of hybrid language. Awesome. We'll call it Norwenglish. Norwenglish. I, I'm adding that in. For instance, once he said very enthusiastically, almost bursting with excitement, I came in a grief. <laughs> I came in a great fart and disappeared like a prick into the sky. <laughs> Read it again. Okay, so he, he mixed his things together very enthusiastically, almost bursting with excitement. I came in a great fart and <laughs> disappeared like a prick into the sky. <laughs> the interviewer's like, what? Uh, come again? And continued on as if he had absolutely nothing, had said absolutely nothing wrong at all. Oh, that's oh, epic. I, gotta, I got tears that made me laugh so hard. It's hard to read. Okay. <laughs> he tried to say that he drove so fast in his car, kind of like a lightning bolt. The Norwegian word for speed is fart. Uh, <laughs> came fart. in with a great speed. <laughs> I came in a great fart. <laughs> That's why he used that word. I call it Inglified Norwegian, not always clever. Someone who made fun of him said, I came in a big fart and landed with a heavy smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Okay. Because smell means like a big bang. Oh. Okay. So, still using the, the Norwegian English, the Inglified Norwegian. <clears throat> oh, my God. And if I can waste your time a little bit longer, I kind of want to ask you for a favor. Can you make my day by saying this out loud? Okay. Now, the R in my dialect is kind of like the German or French R. What's that mean? Like, all? Yeah. All. Or Arabic. So, if you're up for the challenge, you can try with that. Okay. Say this. Rist rumpa, rast son rumpa, rumler of. Rist rumpa, rast son rumpa, rumler of. Okay, we've tried. What did we say? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Oh, that means shake your ass really fast so your ass falls off. <laughs> <laughs> I like the line so you couldn't tell what it said before yeah. you said it. So, rist rumpa, rast son rumpa, rumler of. Shake a shake your money maker. Shake it, shake it like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> also, Katie, thank you for teaching me things like hold on to your butt cheeks and holy guacamole. <laughs> we have English language is pretty ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to get to America again with a brand new vocabulary that it didn't have last time. Hold on to your butt cheeks, everybody. Kind regards, <laughs> Lynn. <laughs> uh, Lynn, thank you for writing in. I love it. Happy that we can educate you on some ridiculous slang that probably nobody else uses. Although people do say, hold on to your butt cheeks. Lynn educated us. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much information on the, on the letter. with a great fart. Oh, my gosh. 
mind blown. You know, the Norwegians are fantastic at a couple of things that I'm aware of. One, snowboarding. Oh. Amazing, amazing. And I think it's because they get longer days, longer seasons, more daylight. Yeah. So they're snowboarding quite a bit. Uh, also, uh, the Norwegians are phenomenal at rally car racing. Like there's nobody oh, better in the world. Really? Yeah. I, I guess I don't follow rally car racing and I don't follow snowboarding well enough. I mean, I've seen them, you know, take gold and stuff at like winter Olympics and things like that. So you're like, Get it's it. just weird because when they do the rally car racing, they have a bunch of reindeer uh, on ropes and uh -huh, they uh -huh, kind of uh -huh. take them up in the sky like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. They're amazing rally car racers. They're best in the world. Wow. That's oh, all I no. got on Norway. We're slowly building a dossier on oh, you, though. No. Yeah. Okay. One of our staff riders has sent us a speak pipe. Oh, okay. Excellent. Are you ready? It's yep. our Canadian staff rider. Oh, all our right. coffee uh, giver, Graham. Well, hello, Katie and Sean. Howdy-do. This is Graham, your Canadian OTDM staff writer and head caffeine technician. Yes. Or maybe that's what I want you to think. Oh, maybe yes. I'm secretly a highly talented voice actor hired by Sean <gasps> to further perpetuate the myth that there really is a Graham who writes Canadian Nights, as well as demonstrating... An excellent West Coast Canadian accent. <gasps> OTDM conspiracy. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Anyways, I'd really love to take a moment to leave you this speak pipe to express my appreciation for you both and for all the good times you've given us over this past year. Unfortunately, I cannot do this because the truth is I am simply too busy writing the next segment of Canadian Nights. Doodly -doo, doodly -doo. To be able to take the time needed to leave you this message, I just wanted to let you know that if I did have the time, this is where the message would go. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> I amuse myself too easily. All right, then. Nice talking to you both. I'll have part three for you soon, I hope. And remember, love means never having to say, nobody makes me cry my own tears. Take care, guys. <laughs> bye bye. Oh, I love it. Oh, Graham, you're the best. That was epic. He kind Good of use sounds of speak pipe. a little bit like PJ. Yes, and he certainly has an excellent voice. Yeah. Uh, he should, wow. He should be do, do be doing voice so, actor work. Maybe. Um, maybe we book him a couple of gigs as a voice actor. Maybe he could yeah. get a video game gig down the road. Uh, I don't know, but. If I had that voice, yeah, I would do voiceover acting. So maybe it's now. I think you have coffee a great voice technician for, for voiceover acting, also. Oh, I have to enunciate, but yes, but to your point, yeah, I mean, coffee technician, mm -hmm. st staff writer. staff writer, and now voiceover actor. Next time, maybe I'll we'll can send Graham the video, and he can just do my voice. Right, I'll just it'll just be me, and he'll it'll his voice be coming out. Yeah, I think this is a wonderful idea. Uh, Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh my God, I die. I die. This is, you know, we're getting very meta and mm. Inception-like, mm -hmm. the movie Inception. Uh, that movie really it's hard to keep me up out. With. And also I was like, wait, what? A yeah, lot? you get up to Super. pee and you come back, you're like, what did I miss? They're like, it was so strange. There were so, so many levels of it. It's okay. So but sometimes I just want to zone out during a movie. I don't need seven <laughs> layers of 
yeah. reality. I just need one and a half. I maybe. was just talking about that in the AKA podcast, how, cause one of the people who wrote in asked like, is it wrong to just watch TV in the evening till bedtime? And I was like, no, cause they were struggling with ideas of what productivity is. Hmm. And I was t- talking to them about how after I used to work at the eating disorder treatment center or at the hospital in my ride home, I couldn't even have the radio on and I'd come home and like want to zone out like, cause yeah. I was just wiped. I was just tired. And I couldn't have watched an Inception movie because I had to focus. I wanted to watch like Keeping Up with Our Kardashians or like some other trashy reality show. I wonder if we're treating uh, cheap television. I shouldn't say cheap, but like Mm -hmm. uh, low grade in terms of, or low fidelity maybe, that's a better Mm -hmm. word, uh, type television. If we're treating that as a form of REM sleep, like if the human beings are evolving. because it's not restful. Maybe it is though. Maybe that zoning out just gives you a little respite and your body processes or your mind processes things. Maybe I'm making something up. <laughs> I think it's a it's a distraction and a numb out. I don't think it's actually good, oh, but okay. I don't think it's bad. Do you okay. know what I mean? Distractions have their places and I don't think we always need to be focused, being productive, doing something. Sometimes you just want to be like, oh, wow, those guys are fishing in the north. It's crazy. And you're like, Bye. oh yeah. So that show that we were watching last night was fantastic. We zoned out watching people paddle around. Yeah. And it looked wonderful. I was like, that's what I want to be doing. It also looked like a lot of work. Well, here's the trick when you're paddling. I learned this one from Katie. Um, if two of you are in a boat, which you and I remember, we went to Dana Point mm-hmm. and we, uh, we paddled around. If one of you pretends to row, but the other one's doing all the rowing. All I you didn't have to do pretend. Is just... I told you I couldn't. Oh, I know. How dare you? You were good at it. But How I think you got tired and a little blisters on your hands. I did get tired and I but did get blistered. That was a long... I had to row back around the head of... Who took headed? Took headed. Of, didn't heed get headedness yeah. of mine. And we had sea lions, yeah. and we had big waves, and tons of uh, kelp, kelp, and also fumes. Oh yeah, from the boats. It was so smelly. That wasn't very nice. It wasn't very. You would nice. think the coast of California, but we were right by the harbor. Too many people. Too many people. Too many people. Well, thank you, Graham. Yeah, I loved your speak pipe. Excellent. It's fun to hear voices because they don't like for Christoph. I've seen him on the Patreon hangouts and stuff. So I've got to hear his voice and see him already. But with grandma, I hadn't. This is the first time we put a, a voice to a name. I just see his avatar and I know what that looks like. Yeah. It's got the beanie on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for sending that in. And um, we look forward to the next episode of Canadian Nights. 50 Shades of A. It's so good. Okay. This one. They have an avatar that looks like a sea otter on its back holding a heart. It's very cute. Oh. And the subject line is, dumb kid thing. It's from Ashley. And she says, hi, Katie and Sean. I'm back again. I certainly wasn't a daredevil to Sean's level, but I too had what we will call a little mishap while doing something dumb on a bike. I and a couple of other kids decided to play a game of chicken with a lamppost. I'm already... (laughs) You know, the lamppost isn't going to leave, right? It it doesn't move out of the way. By which I mean the game was to speed toward it and then stop as close to it as possible. You guys are playing high-level chicken. You you know, you got to be careful in life. You can play chicken, but you got to know, like, with a lamppost, that's high-level chicken. It's high-level chicken. Okay. All the other kids had taken their turn and stopped really far away from it. Lame. (laughs) I decided I was going to stop on a dime right in front of this thing and be the hero. In my eight-year-old head, this is going to be the most badass thing in the history of badass things. In my search for glory, though, I severely overestimated the breaking power of the hand-me-down Schwinn. I crashed into that thing so hard. (laughs) Oh, 
no. Oh, no. <laughs> Ashley, oh, no. <laughs> to date, bouncing backward off of that bike is the only memory I have in slow motion. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like Keanu Reeves in the Matrix. I was on this Schwinn playing chicken with a light post. There I was. And <laughs> the brakes failed me and I, I hit the lamppost and I... I hope, I hope she had her helmet on. Okay. It seemed like I was in midair forever. I was fine, though. A little sore and a little wiser, but fine. I still don't know if I won or lost. <laughs> oh, you won. You totally, you totally won. won. They were lame. Yeah. Losers. Losers. Make it the shape of an L on your forehead. Nerds. Square. L7. Uh-huh. L7. Who is a L7. Uh-huh. A square. Yeah. But a who as a who as a what was the one that Kelly did? She was like They always used to do that to me. I was the person getting the sign. I never was the person who got to give the sign. I was not the bully. I used to love when it took on this whole new where it was like, whatever major loser. Like remember Kelly. You're dead to me. (laughs) You're dead to me. Remember Kelly does that. Yeah. Walks away. So dramatic. She really is. (laughs) Little dorky kid hand gestures. Yeah. I think you won that, Ashley. Oh, for sure you won. The Schwinn is what lost, and those other kids lost out on the yeah. joy. The ability to tell a story like that on OTDM, the other kids can't do that. So, you know, I think you have really come out ahead on this one. Yeah, I agree. I do concur. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thanks and for I the hope letter. you're wearing a helmet. Yeah. Well, I guess, I don't know, if you just flew, it doesn't mean she hit her head. No. So I think she might be okay. In Maybe the tires and the bike, the energy. Well, it's like me when we were... When she was shot off the back of the bicycle. Because it's like when we got into that pea gravel and mammoth going down... And I had to turn my front wheel sideways to plow. I remember that guy racing behind me. And then I flung over the handlebars. And I hadn't done that all day. Like I might fall to the side or throw my bike and jump off. But I flew over the handlebars. And maybe that's kind of what Yeah, it was started. loose shale. Mm-hmm. And lots of it. Like a mountainside. A big mountain. Like yeah, like coming sharp, down. steep mountain. And yeah. we were coming along the spine of it. And that was okay. It was sort of, it held. But so then it got real loose. It got loose. the bottom. And Joe and I have a little bit more skill. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, the, the maneuver here a is get all your skill. weight over your back tire and let the front end kind of float over the, the loose shale as you're, because we were booking, right? Yeah, we were cruising. And uh, it was also all downhill. There was no like up and down. It was just like yep. down. And, and I think at one point, it's just like snowboarding. You got the nose a little underneath the shale and same thing with your front tire. It was just kind of like got pulled down a little bit uh, instead of riding with your weight over the back. And that's what kind of gobbled you up and pulled you off the the main spine mm-hmm. and you went off the side of the trail. I remember seeing you fall, uh, but you rode it out before you <laughs> fell for a good like 15 seconds and the bike was shaking and, yeah. and then smoke is coming up from the, the not smoke, but dust, dust and mm-hmm. a big dust trail. We have a photo of it, I think. Oh yes. And then the other dude was coming down he real fast booking. behind you and he was not going to be able to stop because he, he was grossly underestimating his braking power. Yeah. Like- and I was like, he's going to kill the girl I'm dating. Oh no. And I was like, <laughs> No, look out, it was Katie. My, we, we have that uh, that photo, and we always say there was my potential murderer. Yeah. But he was off to one side, and I stayed to my side. Mm-hmm. And I think I got off and back on the bike pretty quickly. You I did. don't know. I, like, tumbled, and then was like, oh, you know. But I was wearing a helmet. And, no, I, that's after that trip is when I bought the my lake shin protectors, guards. my shin guards. Yeah, because that trip, uh, going back to the beginning of the I podcast, we were talking banana. What, how did I tell the story about your legs? I was like, this is Katie's legs Katie's before legs. mountain and these biking. these are Katie's legs on mountain biking. You beat the banana on, this, <laughs> on, the, on counter the counter. And Joe and I died. 
Because your legs, I've never seen that before. You, you, you really, I had to wear jeans in the summer. You're so competitive. For, oh, 100%. Have we met? Yeah. You, you didn't know me as well then. We'd only been dating for like a couple months. Yeah. It was great. But That's I can I hang. Like, I can always hang. Oh, you were amazing on the bike. Joe and I were like, this chick is fun to hang out with, man. And remember, we, we went out, we grabbed lunch, we... Yeah, Joe was, is just learning to become a pilot. Yes, he was studying. This was way back in the wow. beginning. This is an origin story. Yeah. Joey the pilot. Yeah, and I remember you guys, it was like a very last minute thing because I was having lunch with Dr. Bauer, one of yeah. my favorite teachers from Pepperdine. And you got you guys had called or you, uh, not you guys, you had texted or called and you were like, hey, we're going to go to Mammoth. Do you want to go? We're going to go mountain biking. I was like, sure. And so I like packed up my bag, but I was like, hey, I can't leave until like 1230 because I'm meeting Lisa for lunch. And, um, and you were like, okay. And you and Joe came and picked me up and then we went up. Awesome. How fun. Freedom. Freedom. Got to get back to where we once were. I know to doing that. Cause we don't actually have any reason that we don't. It's like a third eye blind song right there. Yeah. Do, 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 Don't sing too much of it. We don't want this video to get dinged. We're going to take it from us. I'm packed and I'm holding. Okay. Anyways, moving on. One last, we have time for one more letter. Okay. This is from Priscilla. Hello, Priscilla. It says, bullying in schools. Hi, Sean and Katie. I hope you're having a nice time in Washington. We were, and we're back. And yep. I, this, this is old. Thank we, you. We were there when this was sent. My last letter was long, too long. I wouldn't say says so. Says who? Yeah. So I will try and keep this one brief. During your last episode, you were mentioning how schools do not always assist when bullying is happening. As someone who is in the field of education, not public education, I do have some ideas. I love this. I'm Ooh. excited already. <clears throat> Number one, over the last 30 years or so, more and more children are diagnosed with some sort of special need. This makes things very tricky because the child who may be bullying may be on an IEP. I didn't even think about that. What is that? An individualized education plan. Oh. So it's like the kid who's bullying ha has... might have some issues. Like Okay. Maybe they have a diag maybe they have ADHD or, um, you know, depression or I don't know, or just a, a difficulty. Maybe they're on the spectrum. Okay. Could be any number of things. Could and it also be that they have a, <clears throat> a tougher home life? Could be that too. Okay. So an IEP is an indiv individualized education program. Or what plan. Is, I think plan? they call it education plan. What does it mean though? Uh, IEPs differ from school system to school system, but they're when you're, you're offered some kind of extra assistance, meaning... Uh, let's say for for one of my patients, she needed more time on testing and she needed to take it in her own own room hmm. with her own teacher person because it was too distracting to be in class. Sure. I think that's amazing. So schools are recognizing that kids need individualized, not yeah, all schools. They've been but... doing that since forever. Like, okay. Since I was a kid. And then they make adjustments or accommodations? Yes, accommodations. Okay. To, to ensure that the child doesn't fall behind. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there are all sorts of things like that. Um, and so they may have an, be on an IEP and be working towards certain goals. So their misbehavior is tolerated as long as they are improving, which I totally understand. Also, since there are more students with issues, it makes it difficult for teachers to address every student's needs. Teachers are asked to do so much. Such a difficult job. And I really yeah. believe that one of the fail, one of the great failings of wealthy nations, mm -hmm. I, I can understand in, in, in nations that don't have as many resources, mm -hmm. but if you're in a wealthy nation and you get to vote, Vote for uh, your politicians or whoever that back education. Yeah, I always vote for the schools. And that doesn't mean funding. like, oh, uh, you know, new bond measures or whatnot, but like really try and pay attention to your school systems. And I'm sure people who have kids do, mm -hmm. but it's so important to actively 
use your voice to like make sure that kids are being taken care of because yeah. if the schooling system's failing like la unified school district is oh. not doing well, well. It, the ripple effects of that are horrible because then kids aren't getting properly educated and then we're not able to fully launch them or they're not right. able to get the jobs that we need people to be able Text to hold books are old uh the buildings are decrepit and i'm not saying everywhere is like that but when you see a failing education system you have to say to yourself where is all the fucking money going yeah like yeah. rich nations need to invest in okay that's all okay says um not only are there students that are on ieps there are so many who need to be put on them agreed but either way they do not qualify due to the strict guidelines or their parents are in denial and do not want to be placed on iep yeah there's a lot of stigma associated when the parents kind of push back and they're like my child doesn't need it um luckily i haven't had to deal with that first of all i don't see a lot of kids but when i have the parents have been very involved and like yes and i'd show up to the meetings with them and we'd be like okay. have our plan <clears throat> number two the teaching profession profession is not as sought out anymore fewer younger teachers are entering the profession therefore there's a teacher shortage i didn't realize i didn't realize either and you know what would probably improve it if we spent more money on it yep. if teachers were paid, paid better paid to be a rock star there's nobody who's a bigger rock star than a teacher i know we can always think of our favorite Maybe teachers. Steven Tyler, but he taught me how to rock. <laughs> I want to rock. Okay, some classrooms are taught the whole or much of the school year by a substitute. <gasps> really? We used to never learn anything from substitutes. They put like a movie on or something. Oh. Damn. I was a day-to-day -day sub due to health reasons, and one of the schools I went to had multiple classrooms where the school year started without a full-time teacher. Jesus Christ. I remember a couple instances like that. That's huh. not right. I don't remember how it was resolved, but okay. Okay, and then number three. Not only do special needs students cost the school system a whole lot of money, but many school buildings, uh, but many school buildings are very old and in need of repair. This is another reason why school districts do not have the funds to always support the mental health of all children by hiring guidance counselors. Because I have heard from my audience over the years that a lot of them don't have a school psychologist, guidance counselors. Uh -huh. We didn't have a full-time school psychologist. We had one that rotated between our district. So technically he was full-time, but he rotated between like, let's say four schools or something. We had two guidance counselors at mm -hmm. my school. There may have been yeah, more, but two. two. And they were twin offices. Mm -hmm. It was right next to the gym. Okay. And um, they, I don't think I really had any interaction with them. You didn't have to see that. We had to see them like, and they were split. There were two and they split the, the alphabet of last names up. Oh. Like half and half. Do you know I, what I mean? I could be wrong, but I don't remember how the system worked exactly. And mm -hmm. I suspect... The way it operated when I was a kid was if you are having difficulties or if the school has noticed that you're slipping in some ways, they're there to support you. And it, it, yeah. everyone had great, I remember going in a couple of times, but I think it was one for writing a school newspaper article on the person or something oh. like that. See, I went in and, in middle school so that they prepped me for high school. Everybody had to go in. You had your little meetings. Right. And it was something about like high school and understanding like, you know, these grades are important and we're building up to SAT and da, da, da. And then in high school, we had multiple meetings through i want to say like junior like sophomore and junior year when you're like taking tests and then going to apply to schools okay and they would help you like narrow it down or yeah we didn't as far as i remember we didn't do that maybe we did and i wasn't paying attention but um, I don't know. they always Good. had the pamphlets in there and you know uh yeah, i don't think we had any pamphlets maybe yeah. there were pamphlets but anyway we had those meetings <laughs> and i was already like this is what i'm doing this is where i'm going and you were mapping on. it out you had a gantt chart you're like okay these, week list. seven uh seven goals a day color seven coded things seven things to do today okay. <laughs> exactly. for those of you out there katie is very fond of the kids in the hall skit uh, seven, seven things. things to do seven things to do okay so 
um, often a counselor will travel to multiple schools or failing schools or are failing schools is partly why many schools have been slow to reopen during COVID. The air quality would be subpar and not ideal for social distancing. Mm-hmm. I've tried to keep this short somewhat. Feel free to condense. Thanks for all you do. Stay safe. Priscilla. Thanks, Priscilla. Yeah, that was a, a good conversation starter. A lot of information there. We were just yeah. talking about the education system. And I didn't even think about the fact that old failing schools would have a difficult time getting the air quality good, like having actual circulation or circulation ventilation um or circulation of air i guess but you know that makes sense because yeah if you think about schools were like a piece of shit i think mine was from the 1940s maybe so it was significant the infrastructure of it was significantly older um i'm sure there was a boiler room you know and and older piping and whatnot uh yeah the boiler room do they still have powdered soap? Where Freddy Krueger lives. Powdered soap and then the foot pedal to get the, the yeah, we had circular a, water thing going. Yeah, the circular water fountain. <laughs> and lots of mosaic tile work and mm. weird glass. It was like a different era that mm-hmm. we lit. We, and it was nice. Don't get me wrong. It was an interesting school. It has a certain smell. Uh, I bet if I walked in and had that powdered soap, I'd be like, ah, childhood. We didn't have the powdered <laughs> soap. We had the liquid pink soap. Oh, liquid pink. We moved into that. But for a while, it was powdered. And you hit this little metal thing, go tuk, 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 yeah. and it would pop into your hand. Yep. And I was like, ooh, exfoliation. Before I knew what exfoliation was. I was like, this soap hurts. Yeah. It's tough on a kid's hands. <laughs> right. You're like a baby soft hand. Yeah. But so funny. The schooling systems, I would assume with COVID, if you're mm-hmm. trying to reduce the particulate matter in the air, mm-hmm. um, the PPM reads blank yeah. out of an old system, but newer schools, Lamar's school in high school, they found oil on the land or they knew there was oil. And the oil company said, we want the school off the land and the school district yeah, yeah got a brand new school well we have that school it's like over, winning the lottery over here on west side of la that's on an aquifer and it makes mention of it there'll be no drilling yeah blah blah no dumping of any kind there's all these signs everywhere and i'm like yeah there's a spring that comes out of <laughs> juniper spring or yeah, whatever i don't even know what it's called yeah very very interesting i was always jealous there was a, a school uh polyvalent des sources and pds had a, a swimming pool Ooh. And uh, although Paul Brady went to that school and there's a whole different story that we had a rumble with them. That rumble was, in the jungle. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, but anyways, but had PDS had a swimming pool and you always felt like as a, an English kid in English high school in a province where there was friction between the two mm-hmm. cultures. So you always got the short end of the stick or something. You kind of felt that way. You know, like, like, are we in the old schools and you guys have like PDS was new newer. Stuff. Yeah. Damn. But um that's the way that's the way the cookie crumbles yeah you know yeah some kids get new schools some <laughs> kids get ones from the 40s and that you know but you turned out okay i did it was a wonderful school i yeah. actually loved it first year that i was there um there was a massive flood this awesome. is 1987 <clears throat> and we were so excited to start high school like seventh grade you know mm-hmm. going to the big kids school you know that's crazy you guys start high school that early it's so fucking weird and our gymnasium was like something out of Again, it's very old school, and it was a wood floor. I, I'm assuming it was parquet, but I could be wrong. And it flooded, mm-hmm. and it was not available to us for the first year. I'd assume so, because the repairs on that is crazy. Oh, yeah. We had some flooding in our high school. I want to say it was like my senior year. It took forever for that. It was a total bummer. Stuff. And you know what they made us do? what they make you Exercise do? outside in like a fucking prison yard. <laughs> In winter, <laughs> it was you, like it'll be fine. You're all wearing orange t-shirts and you're doing your workouts. Oh man! And you could order your Saint uh, Saint T, so Saint mm-hmm. Thomas mm-hmm. Uh, gym shirt t-shirt. Mm-hmm. You could order the long sleeve 
You could order the short sleeve. You could order the sweater. You could order the shorts. You had to order stuff? We just had to bring Yeah, uh, You could get the long, um, the uh, the jogging pants. You know, like you could get all Weird. the gear. We did not have that. Mm-hmm. You just and brought appropriate. And if you didn't bring appropriate, then you were forced to wear like the things you didn't want to wear. Like if you have your original high school t-shirt. <gasps> Take a, uh, take a picture and uh, shoot it our way because so send it into otdmpod at gmail.com. I would love to see what your high school gear looked like. I don't know why. College gear is cool, but sometimes colleges are like famous or whatever. Somebody, and you're like, eh, I want to see like regional high school high or schools. middle school. Yeah. Somebody posted on TikTok about like if you were born or any anybody born in the 80s would remember this and they showed pennies you know okay. those little things you put on over your shirt yeah. to play a game yeah. like all red pennies or whatever and they always were gross yellow versus green kids yep. hit the grass let's go right? you'd all have you just grab out of the bag and you and your friend would be like get a pink get a pink color <laughs> fuck, fuck. and sometimes they'd be like okay oh my one, God. one red on every team when you were like shit we didn't do it right and i remember i loved when um we had a, a female pe teacher come in and she would wash them at home and bring them in and they smelled good and i was oh. like thank fucking god because those yeah. things are disgusting yeah they'd always be in that bag yeah the that coach would throw them bag. out on, on the, yeah. on the soccer like, field open and it you, up yeah and a like, mouse would run out of it and you're like fuck i don't want the mouse one yeah. it's like those things stink in there <laughs> thank god someone found me right. i've been locked up here for three periods i, was in the, I know i was in the locker for four hours i know kids like it's not like they're washing it throughout the day no other kids like have worn to it back to back Ugh, yeah. the dirty pennies dirty pennies that's a good name for a band that is the dirty pennies so many, so many good names. Katie okay. and the Dirty Pennies. I've got to go. I oh. have to run. We're out of time. Okay, well. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Or High five. I have seven things to do. Seven, seven things. things to this do. This is number six. Seven things to do. Okay, while you're gone, I will do um, some dishes. I will. Uh, they don't need to know this. Yeah, I'll, I'll start dinner and I will see you when you get back from oh. your important thing. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. Adder, 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 adder. Adder. And thanks for sending in your wonderful stories. If yeah. this sparked any memories and stories for you, send them in to otdmpod at gmail.com. We'd if, love to read your stories. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast service, feel free to give it five stars, six stars, 25 stars, whatever as they offer. As many stars as they offer. Or two. Sometimes we deserve a two. Uh, that's not right. That's bad marketing. That's Take it back. I bad retract- marketing. I make a retraction again on Sean's behalf. Do me a favor. If you're listening with a friend or if you know someone who might enjoy it, feel free to share it with them. Yay. Okay, that's we it. love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.